Hey everyone, this is DJ Louie here, just dropping a snippet of our recently published episode where my friend Rawia Kamer and I are processing Doja Cat's new album, Scarlet. This is obviously a bit of a companion piece to our episode yesterday about Doja Cat and her entire career up to this point. And on this particular episode, we're focusing explicitly on Scarlet. Doja's new album, which dropped last week, and we're getting into it from all angles. This is a big pivot album, a very different kind of album than Doja has released thus far. It's a much more straight-ahead rap album. It's dealing a lot with the public narratives that have surrounded her, related to her beefs with her fans, and her controversial new romantic relationship, etc. So I'm dropping a snippet of that episode here. If you want to hear the rest of it, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or click the link in the show notes of this episode to get the rest of this episode as well as up to three bonus episodes of the show per month and a lot of other perks. So without further ado, here's a snippet of my conversation with Rabia Khmer about Scarlet. All right. So what did you make of, in the context of all of that, the sort of lead singles for this record and like what they portended. So we're talking about Attention, Paint the Town Red, and Demons. Like we have a group of three songs that kind of gave us a bit of maybe a roadmap or an inclination. What do you think of those songs? And what did, what did they, it, it, before you heard this music, what did, what did they portend for you? How did they make you feel? Were they exciting to you? Did they feel new? Did they feel different from the planet Her, Doja Cat that we knew before? Like what was your relationship to that music like? Oh my God, I was so excited, especially because the town red and demons suggested to me that there was going to finally be some continuity that mm. there was sort of a, a closer relationship between the music and, and who she is that there was a perspective right that she was really leaning mm-hmm. into this demonic thing even though you know it's a little obvious it at least was a, a coherent narrative that you know she seemed to sort of land on yeah bitch i said what i said i'd rather be famous instead i let all that get to my head i don't care her reputation era so to speak exactly exactly i got so excited <laughs> and you know i do think i'm glad you mentioned reputation because i do think some of what's happening there with those songs and with the narrative she's she's running with now is that it almost feels to me like she's maybe retrofitting her past work and her past persona to be some kind of taylor swiftian lore right like oh i I did all of this on Mm. purpose like i did sell my soul to the devil like i did this you know this was part of the plan i like that maybe i'm i'm in my conspiracy theory bag now but no 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 no. you're you're like hitting something like a pleasure center in my brain right now with this theory no because she's she's massive and she it just happened by i mean no one ever plans for it but i think because she's so spontaneous and so willing to experiment, she hasn't approached things w- with this sort of cynical Beyonce or Taylor Swift mastermindian dropping of hints and clues and sending fans on scavenger hunts. And, you know, she just sort of rolls with it. And I think now she's trying to make sense of her own career, not maybe not just to mm. fans, maybe even to herself mm-hmm. by trying to explain why she went from being this SoundCloud kid to making these pop songs to now wanting to go right. back to, to rap and trying to justify to some extent the trolliness of it all. Yeah. the 
bigger things. <laughs> I just bought a limousine. A limousine. You know, I had this really interesting journey with those singles, which was like, when I first heard Attention and then Paint the Town Red, I was kind of like, huh. Cause I think I kind of went into this thing of like, looping back to what I was saying earlier, which was like, I was a little disappointed that like, the Doja Cat Gets Real album, or like the Doja Cat is like finally doing what she wants to do album, heavy air quotes. The way she's doing that is by like sort of alluding to boom bap hip hop of the 90s. Like it just felt like a little bit of like a basic pivot to me. Like I just felt like it was kind of a boring idea. Like for somebody that like, whatever you want to say about her previous music, I do felt like was kind of endlessly fascinating. And like, and like, as you were saying, like even though you hated Planet Her, you were still like kind of like fascinated by it. I think I had this feeling of like, that's disappointing because to me, what I want to see Doja Cat do is like go insane. I want Doja Cat to make music that's as fucking weird as she is. Like that was kind of the the vibe that I want. And I heard attention and I was like, okay, this is like vibey, neo-soul psychedelia, like Mad Lib and Erica Badu and like MF Doom, like runoff, whatever. And then I heard Paint the Town Red, which I now adore and like is probably one of my favorite singles of the year and like really grew on me a lot. But I was kind of like, all right, so we're doing like a very obvious kind of like soul sample like Kanye. Like it just felt kind of like a basic idea to me. Like I was just kind of like, I was disappointed by that. And I was kind of expecting more because I think there is this part of me that's just like waiting for Doja Cat to just like explode. Like for me artistically, not as like obviously she's already exploded as a pop phenomenon. So... It was really weird, but then all of a sudden something clicked for me with Paint the Town Red and I was like, this is like maybe my favorite Doja Cat song ever. I was just like, this song is, again, like it was the first time I ever heard a Doja Cat song and I was like, I'm actually happy to hear her like engaging directly with the narrative that surrounds her as opposed to making music that feels like entirely disconnected from like everything else about her. Like it just felt like, okay, the, there's a marriage between like what I know about Doja Cat as a person and what I see of her on the internet and the sort of way she acts online and the narrative that are formed about her and the music. It also employs, in the context of this boom bap kind of hip hop song, her pop sensibilities. Because that hook is catchy as fuck. And Doja Cat is a really great pop songwriter and like knows how to make a catchy fucking hooky ass song. So I was like, okay, then I start to get interested because I was sort of like, if she can find a way to be more embodied as the, like if there can be some more continuity between Doja the person and Doja the music and she can do whatever she feels like she needs to do to have cred like making rap more straight ahead rap music and it can still be kind of hooky and fun I was like that's a Doja Cat album that I'm excited about hearing and then I thought Demons although I don't love it as much kind of continued that for me it felt thematically connected to Paint the Town Red it felt again like she was engaging with almost like in a Yeezus-y sort of way like sort of like turning the negative attention on her like like sort of owning it and standing behind it and being like I am everything evil that you think that I am and like kind of having fun with that I was like that's a fun idea for a Doja Cat album like okay I'm gonna be the demon that you all want me to be I'm gonna be this kind of horrorcore nightmare that you all are making me out to be I was like that's fun that's a fun way for her to engage with these complex sort of narratives of her in the public and make that part of the music in a way that it was so not in the beginning so that was my journey with it now let's talk about the rest of this record a do you agree with that kind of vibe on those two songs and b does the record 
or deliver on that for you if you do agree with my framing? I do agree with your framing. I mean, I think the important context here is that Doja Cat is someone who grew up in a post- LA beat scene, right? If you listen to the stuff that she was producing pre-Moo, and even Moo itself, right? She always had this sort of right. jazzy, you know, little brother, yes. you know, yes. early, yes. another <laughs> little o- brother. occasion to sort of reference Drake, right? Like early internet hip hop era. And I thought it was fun that she was figuring out how to meld that, like you said, with these pop sensibilities. It really mm-hmm. did though, especially Pay the Town Red, made me miss Lil Nas X and made me think, mm. oh, I wish she could do something closer to what he was up to when he was promoting Montero. He's great. He just doesn't have the range or the talent that Doja does. No, but he but he's been able to kind of meld the sort of theatricality of pop stardom with sort of like something that feels personal and exactly in the way that Exactly. Has, yeah, but. there's like an authenticity to his expression that just really works and I still feel like I'm missing that from her but still feel like I'm missing that after having listened to the zillion songs on this album. I know. I mean, before we even get into it, this album feels so long. I mean, I have now listened to this so many times and like, I want to get into all the nooks and crannies of it, but like my number one thing is like, man, it it's a slog. Like it's honestly hard to, which is in, in and of itself fascinating because Planet Her is such a snappy little thing. Like you just put that on and like no song sticks around for long enough for you to even criticize it. It's just like in and out fast as it can come. This is the opposite of that. I'm literally sitting there and I'm like, there's eight more songs I have to get through on this thing. Like incredible. Anyway, I just had to put that out there. No, like, I one of, the, is, one of my main things. That's like my primary concern here is where's the editing? <laughs> as Tim Gunn would say, you know, we need some editing. Yes. You know, it only came out a couple days ago. I listened to it a bunch all weekend. I'm sure there's yeah. more to sort of unpack than I've been able to, but I don't want to. And that's not great either, yeah. right? You know like, what? That is so important to say. It's so true. It's like, it felt like homework. And I hate when these when I'm getting prepped for these episodes and I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do this again. Like, it's not a good feeling. And look, there's things I like about this record, but like that in and of itself is such a radical change from the approach. Like the, the change in approach is pretty 180. I mean, it's like her whole thing and part of like what allowed maybe her to get away with like sort of like, you know, this sort of glossy sort of impersonal thing before was that like nothing as I said it was like nothing lasted long enough for you to think about it it was just kind of like she was in and out in the most tactile you know way possible so I just think that like it is important to say okay so tell me why you you feel like this music didn't deliver on what you may have hoped she was going to deliver after having heard the, the first few songs to put it bluntly it sounds like a J. Cole album Please to me do. you know <laughs> like, Doja Cat went platinum with no features. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, oh my God. Wow. Mic drop. True mic drop. <laughs> and I say that as someone who has never, ever cared for a J. Cole album in my life. Oh yeah, I should clarify. Not a fan of J. Cole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, right. That is so right. Oh my God. It's just oh, so bizarre. So Explain what that means for anyone that doesn't understand what, it, what, what you mean by that. So... First of all, it's just really dense. There's no negative yeah. space. It is suffocating. Yes. The flows are fine, but there's a lot of just unrefined or, or there's a lot of bad rapping. Bad rapping. There's so much bad rapping. <laughs> bad rapping posing as sort of like technical virtuosity or something like that. Exactly. It reminds me also of latter day Eminem albums. Too, I was literally sense. just going to say it's giving yeah. Eminem post. 2010. Uh, or so. Yeah, like or 2003. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Post post his third album, really. So yeah. reactive. A really good album takes you somewhere. Mm. It has a journey. There's a destiny.
That was just a preview. If you want to hear the rest of that episode, plus up to three bonus episodes of the show per month, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon, or you can click the link in the show notes of this episode.